Hello, friends. Welcome to the Second Phase Podcast. I'm your host, Robin Graham, a certified brand strategist and business coach. You might be wondering why the second phase? The second phase may be a change in careers and learning how to navigate the world of entrepreneurship, a significant lifestyle change, going from stay-at-home parent to starting a business, a traumatic loss, a move, or an illness. It could be any number of things. No matter the definition, you are here to discover your second phase. Learn about creating a personal brand that stands out and makes an impact to grow as your authentic selves and follow your callings, values, visions, and passions, and to learn how to build a solid foundation for long-term brand and business success. Through interviews and solo episodes, we'll be diving into inspiring stories, life and business journeys of failure and success, and the strategies and tools used along the way. You ready to learn? Grab your coffee, the car keys, or the dog's leash, and let's dive in to this episode. Welcome back to another episode of the Second Phase Podcast. I am absolutely thrilled to bring my guest today to you. Nicole Lino is an absolute expert when it comes to mindset. And we're not going to just talk about mindset in general today, but we are actually going to dive into limitations. What are those things that are limiting us as an entrepreneur? What are the things that are keeping us or those voices in our heads that are saying, stay small and play small instead of grow and become the entrepreneur and the story of success that you are meant to be? And we're going to dive into those in such detail. And I think that you're going to find this episode so incredibly powerful and inspiring. It's going to give you an opportunity to really make some changes in your own mindset and your journey that I think you're going to feel so empowered after you listen. And you're going to have things that you can actually take action on and then move forward versus staying in that place of procrastination, people-pleasing or perfectionism that is actually holding you back. We know now that perfectionism is not something that moves us forward. We can't stay in that place of pleasing everyone and being perfect and having to do, but instead we need to be, and we need to be who we're meant to be. And Nicole is going to help us identifying with our feminine energy and going deep into being instead of doing. So stay tuned, grab your cup of coffee, and let's dive in. Nicole Leno, welcome to the Second Phase Podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here with you. Welcome. I'm excited to have you here. We, I don't know, we got connected through a pitch. I think someone pitched you to me, and then I we I was on your show, and it's just one of those things, like, I love your content, love, love, love your content. You are so inspiring, and I'm really happy that I have the opportunity to share you with my friends and audience as well, because I think you have a lot to say that is going to enlighten them and help them become limitless. But before we dive into how they can do that, will you please tell everyone just a little bit about yourself? Yes, absolutely. And I'm so excited to be here with you. I know we we totally vibed on my show, so I was super excited about this. Thank you for, for having me, everybody. Uh, my name is Nicole Leno. I am a business and mindset coach. 
I have what I consider a beautifully convoluted story. I started out as an actor in New York City. That's where I grew up in New York. And I accidentally found my way into one of the biggest banks on Wall Street. <laughs> and after a very, that might seem like a weird switch, but I consider myself, I affectionately refer to myself as a type A hippie that I have always been this way. I've always been like this blend of analytical and data-driven and very driven and ambitious, but also creative and kind of in the flow. And I, I didn't quite know how to make those two things work. So I did one and then I did the other and I did one and then the other until now. So I climbed the corporate ladder there for about seven years until my body and my mind said no more. And I had the, what I was diagnosed clinically depressed, which I see as a gift. I saw it as like one of the greatest gifts of my life because that was my soul kind of telling me that this wasn't it. This is really comfortable. You have all of the trappings of the perfect life. It seems here, you know, you've got the Louboutin shoes, the fancy office, the fancy title, the big salary, but this is not where you belong. It's time to move on. Fly, fly little bird. And it was the way to push me out because I wasn't going voluntarily. I was a little too comfortable. And I left and I left for the unknown. I moved to California. I went back to acting because I was like, I don't know what I want to do. I don't know what it is, but I know that I need to move and change and do something else. What that is, I'm not sure. And through that journey, it opened me up to entrepreneurship. I started a software company, which is still running today. It's called Helo CRM. And I started coaching women through that opportunity. Clients that we had for Helo, I was working with for free, just trying to get them to use our system and kind of noticed that I'm a really great coach and I love it. And I feel like it's my calling. And that is what I do now. So I, I believe that every step in this journey brought me to right where I am. And it is that balance of my type A and my hippie, my feminine and my masculine. And it took a long time for me to realize that both of those elements of me not only were acceptable, but they were essential to me living in my zone of genius and doing what I'm meant to do. So that's me. I love it. Love it so much. And of course, I've already heard your journey, but every time you tell it, it resonates with me. And I think it's so cool that you call yourself a hippie because we're so similar in that regards. And I just literally, um, I think it was last week, did an Instagram post that I'm actually a gypsy genetically. So <laughs> hippies and gypsies are not exactly identical, but it's that same, cousins. I think very close cousins. Yes, yes. definitely. Definitely <laughs> related somehow. So anyway, I love it. But so with all of that, you guys, she has such a wealth of information and I believe she, she's not my coach, but I believe she is truly an incredible coach just because I've listened to her podcast, her master classes she's done in her Facebook group. And truly she is a rock star. So I want you to please help me help my listeners learn about those limitations that we put on ourselves as entrepreneurs and what are they and how do they sneak up on us? and prevent us from becoming limitless so that we can achieve everything that is on our hearts to achieve. Yeah, because it is a game of you versus you every single day. And there's the things that come up, the things that we want to do, and we can't bring ourselves to do them, or we can't do them effectively. And that affects us at different levels of the business. So if you're just starting out, that's probably showing up as like, I can't write content. I don't know what to say. I don't know. I don't know how to put it out there. I can't be consistent. I hear that all the time. I can't be consistent with my business. 
as you get more established, that turns into, and this one just changes and creeps up as time goes on. I can't charge what I'm worth. That number keeps moving as time goes on. You're like, I'm worth more. I'm worth more. I'm worth more. And you're always inching up toward the number that truly gives you the life that you deserve (laughs) and not one where you're feeling poor all the time. These are not external problems. These are internal problems that are affecting your external reality. So it's important that we realize that every little thing that's happening, whatever you're having trouble with, is somehow connected to the way that you're approaching it and who you're being when you go to do it or when you go to experience it. So if you're having trouble writing content, if you're having trouble raising your prices, we tend to blame that on other things. We tend to blame it on the algorithm. We tend to blame it on the, we don't have the right niche. These people are the wrong people. And while those things can be true, why are you talking to the wrong people? Why are you being a slave to the algorithm? And how could you be approaching this differently? There's always a solution. If the problem is present, so is the solution. So I like to look at it because we can look at it from the detailed view, the, the micro view of the thing that you're doing, which is the clue that something's off. But I like to look at it from these four buckets because I call it the four stuck strategies. And if you are stuck, if you are not where you want to be and stuck can be stuck is relative. You can be stuck at zero dollars. You could be stuck at a million dollars. If your goal is higher than what you're currently at and you can't get there, then you're stuck in some way. There's something that needs to shift. So the four stuck strategies, and I say that everything falls into one of these, everything. <laughs> if you're having trouble, you can, you can tie it back to one of these things. And they're the four P's. It's people pleasing, procrastination, playing small, and perfectionism. Now, there are, there's like a, a, a mommy and a daddy of these four that kind of playing small, is a very big one. And then the people pleasing side of things. Those those two really, really fall in, particularly with women and female entrepreneurs. So those four strategies are at play somewhere and you can tie it back. So your content writing problem, if you're having trouble putting yourself out there, you can tie that one back to playing small usually. And sometimes there's a combination of these. And then this is showing you where the work needs to be done and what needs to be healed. Because That is the answer. It's not the answer that a lot of people want. They're like, tell me what to do. Tell me what to do. Because we have control over that. Hello, perfectionism. Perfectionism is just another way of saying, I want to control it. Mm -hmm. I want to be the boss of this. But you're not the boss of the outer world until you're the boss of the inner world. And you need to master these four areas and know when they're at play because they're sneaky. These are the things that are Working behind the scenes, people-pleasing is is a huge one that hides because it's going to be about, you're going to feel like you're doing good things with people-pleasing. Because you don't want to put yourself out there, you're playing small, we'll go tap on people-pleaser's shoulder and say, hey, you should make her feel like she should do a whole bunch of work for the clients that she has right now. Do more, give more, give more, give more because I don't really want to put myself out there. I'm afraid. So if you could go do me a solid and just make her feel like all of the work needs to be done on keeping people, then I don't have to go and put myself out there. Do you see how that works? And that is something that it feels really good. No, I'm taking excellent care of my clients. I'm serving. Your mind is saying, no, 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 I'm doing something good. But are you doing it in sacrifice to your own business that could be moving forward for your next launch, for the next thing, for 
the, the lifeblood and health of your business. If you can start noticing when you're doing that, you become master of your own domain. I'm seeing that you've seen the graphic with the, the person's head and on the inside the head, like the brain, it's all these like question marks and hashtags and mm-hmm. symbols and signs and all that stuff inside the head. And that's what these four P's remind me of, because it's just like you said, that we get stuck in that realm of fear, doubt, um, a lack of confidence, a lack of self-esteem, whatever that those could be for each individual. But that's what keeps us in that place of playing small and not moving forward. And we do, we let everybody likes to say, oh, the algorithm is holding me back. That's not it. It's like you said, that little voice in our head is saying one thing and we're all taught to people, please. We're taught to be respectful. We're taught to be kind. We're taught to do as much as we can to serve, but you can't live that way forever and expect to achieve anything because you're not pleasing yourself. And if you're not pleasing yourself, you have no confidence. Exactly. And I, and I hear one thing I hear from, from coaches in particular all the time is they say like, I I just wish that I could just get clients and I didn't have to sell. I just want to serve. That's a lack of belief in your ability to attract new people And if you think about it in terms of dating, it's like, I'm just going to date this person. I know they're not Mr. Right, but I've got them. It's not the path to a fulfilling life. But if you think about it in terms of really putting yourself out there for your maximum potential, then all of these places, we don't want to fall into a comfort zone and into a way of being where we are, we're giving in to a fear with the playing small. I see that the most. To me, that's what that that coach is telling me, that I don't want to go out there and play bigger by having to talk to people, by having to pitch myself, by having to tell people that I'm worthy and show them the value that I have to offer. I just want to do the work. Mm -hmm. I just want to do the work. That is a way of you just saying, I'm afraid. I'm resistant. I'm afraid of being told no, being told I'm not good enough. So before I'm being told that, I'm going to back away. It's interesting because I think fear and perfectionism go hand in hand because, Mm -hmm. I mean, just like all the things you've just said, but so oftentimes people, let's use Instagram as an example. Oh, I hate Instagram. I don't have time to spend on Instagram. I don't want to be on social media all the time. If that's how I have to get clients, then I don't want to be there. But I think what really happens when you break it down, and and I've had this happen with some of my clients where they've said all these things, but when we really break it down, it's like, so what are you afraid of? And I think oftentimes, unless you really do these exercises to identify what's holding you back there, it's not the fact that you can't come up with creative ideas for content. It's that something's holding you back. And what is it? And I think nine times out of 10, it is that fear of not putting something out there that's going to be perfect. Mm -hmm. Having someone else judge you, that fear of not being worthy compared to someone else. And I think I I love your four P's and I think, you know, I always talk about the C's and, you know, and I think that when we get into that, to all of these comparison, all of that stuff comes into play. And if you are a people pleaser, a perfectionist, if you, you know, they're going to cause you to sit there and procrastinate because you can't get out of that play small mindset. Yep. And, you know, and, you know, whenever people 
whenever people like perfectionism is one of those things, I, I perfectionism is fear in disguise. All of these are fear in disguise. Yes. And your mind is built to keep you safe. You know, for me, I'll just share like some of my personal story. I was a very lonely kid growing up. I did not have a lot of friends. I did not feel accepted in my world until I was much, much older. And, but those scars exist. So when you have something like social media, where you're putting yourself out there and we're measured based on likes and comments and engagement, and we're, we're staring at these metrics all the time and we're allowing them. And this was something I had to come to myself. I was like, am I allowing these reactions and people's reactions to determine my worth? Because if they can knock me down or they can lift me up, then I am at their mercy. And that's not a good thing. So I had to do a lot of work and I work with EFT and NLP to clear out a lot of these small T traumas. <laughs> um, you know, I don't have big trauma in my life. And I think a lot of people think like, oh, I wasn't abused. I didn't have this. I didn't have that. You, you have beliefs that are built from the time you were a child, things that taught you what was safe and what was not safe in the world. So for me, I was not accepted. So I was not safe to put myself out there. It's not safe to trust people. It's not safe to trust people with your heart. And because people had hurt me before and I needed to overcome that. I needed to basically, I needed to go and revisit all of that to clear it out. And, and so it wasn't pulling strings from the background anymore because that was what was happening for me. And that was playing small. I was playing small because I was afraid that people would not be nice to me. Like kids weren't nice to me when I was a child. And it's not safe to trust people. They let you down. Don't put yourself out there, Nicole. Play small so that nobody can get to you. If you're quiet, if you hide, you are safe. You will not be fulfilled, but that's okay because you are safe was what my brain was telling me. So I needed to deal with those and feel those emotions that I felt that fear. And so I, I always tell my clients that when you're having trouble and you're stuck, you have to say, what do I not want to do? And then the second question is, what don't I want to feel? Mm -hmm. I don't want to feel the judgment. I don't want to feel let down. And then you tie it back to where did that come from? And then you can use a modality like what I used RT, which is utilizes EFT and NLP to kind of deal with that stuff. And when you can resolve them, you're free to move on. Nicole, can you elaborate a little bit on EFT and NLP? Sure. So EFT is the emotional freedom technique. I use a variation of it called the rapid relief technique, which is very similar. It uses tapping is tapping on meridian points. You tap on these points. Uh, meridians run all through your body. They carry energy throughout your body. Acupuncture is what most people are most familiar with, with, with meridians. And the theory with acupuncture is energy runs through these meridians. If you have pain, if you have something that is not working well in your body or your energy system, it's because energy is blocked in one or some of these meridians. What do we do? Insert a needle. We tap the needle. We open up that channel. Energy can flow again. Happy, healthy is the, the perfect application of how acupuncture works. Tapping utilizes these same meridian points, but you're tapping on the outside of your body. So you tap above your eyebrow, on the side of your eye, under your eye, under your nose, your chin, your collarbone, your rib cage, and the top of your head. As you do this, you talk about the issues, the things that you are feeling. You feel the emotion again. And while you're tapping, you can tap the 
emotion out. So by vibrating those meridians, it's not like talk therapy where you're just talking about it and getting worked up. The idea is that as you feel that emotion, you are releasing the emotion from your body because emotions get trapped inside of us. Mm -hmm. And that's how you end up with pain. Body pain is very much tied to emotional stress. So by getting that out, you can actually, I think of it as like closure. So I have revisited many situations, many things from my past using that technique. And I have resolved so much and I've gotten closure on things that I I honestly thought I was just going to have to deal with. And I thought I had intellectually dealt with them. There's my type A. My type A was like, I know what that is. I know that comes from my dad. I know that comes from this time on the playground, but I'm over it. I forgive and I've moved on. The truth is, is that the forgiveness can only truly take place if you no longer have an emotional attachment, because the belief is that it's not safe. I can't just tell myself that it is. Because the emotional part of me, the seven-year-old that's still inside, that's going, oh, no, it's not. Oh, no, it's not. I still feel that pain. I've got to go to that seven-year-old, so to speak, and I've got to let her cry. And I've got to let her do it in a way that's productive and not destructive, where I just relive it and relive it and relive it. This is how, as Dr. Joe Dispenza says it, I I really see this as he, he says, you know, this is how your past turns to wisdom. This is how you can fully move forward with your past rather than have it hold you back. I see the emotions are the glue that hold the belief to you and to be able to move past it intellectually isn't enough. You have to resolve it emotionally. Yeah, I agree 100%. And I have talked to people who have had incredible results with tapping. It's really quite fascinating. I've gone to a couple of workshops on it and amazing. Just the modalities that are out there to help people overcome these emotional challenges, traumas that, you know, start at such a young age, but we're never taught how to deal with them or face them even. And I think, you know, so many of us bring that into our entrepreneurial journey because being an entrepreneur is not easy. It's a challenge and you do have to put yourself out there. And especially for, you know, someone like me, who's an anxious introvert. And I know I have a lot of people in my audience that are the same and, you know, and, and then you add the type A onto that, it's like, almost like a tornado coming at you, you know, but so, okay. We've talked about so much. And the one question I just want to kind of or I guess point that I want to kind of reiterate is for someone who is feeling stuck, is there an exercise they can do to like, I mean, we talk about recognize where that fear is coming from, recognize the voice that's saying play small. I think a lot of times when we are working and, you know, in the trenches of our business and trying to build it out, we don't, realize we don't recognize these things. Do you have a, I don't know, a a tool, a system, a strategy that you have implemented to, or that you teach your clients to implement, to be able to recognize those things sooner than later? I mean, I have lots. The first one is, you know, I, I teach an entire program called Becoming on emotional intelligence and being able to be that master of your domain, to go from being someone who looks at what to do and asks herself, who am I being right now? And that's the first thing to really, and, and particularly 
if you're if if you are someone who leans into the doing, if you lean into what do I have to do, then the first thing that you have to do is one slow down and take a step back and ask yourself, you know, who am I being right now? And that's kind of a big question and can screw people up a little bit because they're like, what do, what do you mean? I'm being me. Well, what is you? Are you being controlling? Are you, are you trying to get it right and sacrificing getting it done versus being able to, you know, being able to get it perfect. Um, and, and this is where the, the exercises really come from. Well, let me, let me back up just one second. The first step is to have a real vision of where you want to go. Cause that gives you something to measure that gives you something to say, am I achieving this or am I not? Don't, if you feel like you're in a swirl of doing stuff, because the world has been telling you, you got to do this. You have to do this. You have to do this. Notice where you're doing something because the word should comes in. I should be doing this. I should be doing that. I should be doing this. No, have a goal, have a vision for yourself. Can you see yourself three years from now? Can you see yourself one year from now? What does that look like? Who is she? Who is that person? And then back it up and say, well, what do I need to do to actually get to that point? And then your actions start to, to fall out. You, you do not need to be doing everything you're doing. I guarantee it. I guarantee you. If you feel like you are in that tornado, if you are in that whirlwind, then you need to stop. And this is where that balance of masculine and feminine energy comes from. The type A and the hippie need to come together because when you get into that cycle of doing, that's the masculine energy. And for most women that come to me, um, they get into that frenzy of activity. It's not working. Things aren't moving in the direction they want. So they think it's them and they think that they're just not going to get it or they're afraid they won't. But the answer is to lean into the feminine, which is the creative, intuitive side, which is resolving your emotional connection to some things that are holding you back. Because this is where I was. I came from the corporate world and I was like, I was like, well, I can definitely do this. Like, I'm a doer. No one's going to outwork me. I'm going to get this done. I get it done. And if that's all it takes, I'm golden. And you know what? That's not all it takes. It wasn't until I started to bring me along on this journey and embrace that feminine side, embrace the hippie and say, oh, you've got to come on this journey too. In fact, you're like super, super important to it. So it's taking that step back to, to say, it's not about doing more right now. I need to be strategic and intentional with the things that I'm doing, that I'm going to let go of all of the things. And I'm really going to look at what aligns with my goals what aligns with who I want to be at the end of the year. And then backing it up and saying, well, what is essential to me achieving that? And doing that from a place of not like checking boxes, but really checking in with yourself of like, what would feel good? What's the business I really want? You don't need to be on every platform. Someone told you that you should be, or you heard that this person is on it and this person got made a million dollars in five days. And this person, you know, has the perfect funnel and we can get this. The shiny object syndrome is so real. And I think it's particularly prevalent in the doer community where you want to get it right. You think there's an answer. Somebody has pitched you really well on their method, but it's, it's about 
leaning back a little bit, which is hard. It's, it's one of the hardest things for particularly for that person to do, but to take a step back envision, break it down. What is essential to getting this done? And can I do this with pure intentionality? Can I take this one thing and make it really awesome and pour my heart into it? I'll just say this one other thing. If it has to do with social media, um, really let go of the need to be liked. Yes. Let go of the need to be liked. And if you're finding that is holding you back, then that's the work you need to do. Yeah. I think we get so caught up on that. And I just did an episode, just a solo episode, just on people pleasing. And Mm -hmm. that was one of the things I talked about. Like you really have to separate what is happening on Instagram versus what your goals are and who it is that you want to connect with and use it as a way to build relationships instead of getting sucked into, oh, I don't have as many likes as that person. Maybe I should start creating content like that person. Because if Mm -hmm. you start creating content like that person, you are not going to be authentic. And then the no like and trust factor, which Mm -hmm. that like sends tends to hold us back, that ends up going completely out the window. So, Mm -hmm. oh my gosh, Nicole, this has been so fabulous. I love this conversation. I love everything about, you know, how you're helping your clients, but also the fact that you just share this with us. And I think that there's so much out there now that we didn't used to know, but we do know now related to that feminine and masculine energy and just the, the realm of mindset and how critical it is to get the results that we want for our life and our businesses. And I know I like to say the phrase a lot that our thoughts create our results. Mm-hmm. And if we are sitting in those places of perfectionism, people pleasing, that staying small, all of those things that lead us to procrastination, we're not going to be able to reach our goals. So we have to do that mindset work. And it's, you know, really catching those thoughts when they arise and then challenging them so that we can change them so that we can move forward. You're the operator of this machine that is your life. And if you don't know how to drive the machine, it's not going to do all the powerful things that the machine can do. And that's your mindset. And it's the thing that pays dividends. It's the thing that will improve every aspect of your life, changing the way that you think and your emotional intelligence and turning that up changes just every aspect of your life. Your family will change your relationships in your, in your friendships will change your business will change your relationship with your clients. It is it's worthwhile work for sure. Yeah, 100%. All right, well, let me ask you this. Do you have a resource that you recommend? Like if this episode is really resonating with someone, obviously I want them to connect with you, follow you, learn more from you, but Mm -hmm. do you have a resource that you recommend that has really helped you on your journey with this? I have, I mean, I have a few. I do recommend that people listen to my podcast because that's where you get expanded views on all of this. And my Facebook group, the Unlock Your Inner CEO Facebook group, you can go to innerceogroup.com. I give value in, in those places regularly. If you are on this entrepreneurial journey, if you are on the um if you are if you're building your business and you're building it online, one of the things that I like to blend the masculine and the feminine. So I still believe in things like knowing who your ideal client is. I still believe in having a content strategy. 
I still believe in all of this stuff and I teach all of it. I just teach it differently. So one of the resources that I love is my, I have a soulmate client meditation and guide, which kind of helps you to get into that place of knowing and understanding and believing and meeting your ideal client. I have that. And then I, like I said, I have many podcast episodes that speak directly to this. Yeah. And your podcast is excellent. And you've had some amazing guests that really dive deep into all of the the mindset work, the heart-centered work, the energy work. So I do, I strongly recommend. And then as far as other resources like books, I know you're a big fan of The Big Leap. Yes, I do love The Big Leap. Me too. And your zone of genius, so important to be in that space. And I think sometimes these four P's hold us back because we aren't, we haven't identified our zone of genius. We haven't done that work to be sitting in that place that is our zone of genius, which really is where we're going to thrive and feel comfortable and be able to be happy and, and content. I think content would be the right word there. And then what about, you mentioned Joe Despot. How oh, Joe Dispenza. His last name? Dispenza, Joe Dispenza. Dispenza. Yeah. Dr. Joe Dispenza. He is a leader in the, I guess you would say he's in the, the realm of neuroplasticity and mm-hmm. the way that we can change our brain. He focuses mainly through meditation, which I highly recommend. They are very long meditations, but go listen to anything that he does. Look him up on YouTube, Look, uh, follow him on Instagram. He has very eye-opening views on, and what I love is he blends the science with the mystical side of things, which, which mm-hmm. totally speaks to exactly what I do and what I, what I gravitate toward. But he he will open you up to a way of, of seeing the way that your mind works, that your brain is wired to think a certain way because your brain works on autopilot to be efficient. And there is something called neuroplasticity that by doing work to change the way that you think you actually change the way that your brain is wired. You change those automatic scripts that run. It's how you build patience. It's how you look at things differently. It's how you open yourself up to new possibility because you are no longer wired to see impossibility and that you can do that over time. You can change the way that you think. And when you change the way that you think, and he even goes so far, he was paralyzed, I believe from either a car accident or a horseback riding accident. And he healed himself through meditation. So by envisioning and doing that through meditation. So he's a brilliant man and is a wealth of knowledge. So I highly recommend following him in all of his areas. Yeah. I love him too. He's always inspiring. Okay. Nicole, where can everybody find you? So we mentioned the podcast, the limitless entrepreneur podcast. Mm -hmm. And on Instagram, I am Nicole Leno official. And my Facebook group is the inner CEO group.com go to inner CEO group.com. And that will take you right there. It's called unlock your inner CEO. And we have trainings and all sorts of fun stuff. And it's a great community in there. I love it. Love, love, love it. So thank you so much for being here. I will have the links to everything in the show notes so everybody can find either the books we referenced or the meditations or any information relating to connecting to your website and all of that in the show notes. So thank you so much for being here. I loved this conversation. Thank you. Me too. Thank you for having me. Of course. It was an honor. And that's a wrap, friends. If you enjoyed this episode and found the information helpful, please take a moment to subscribe and leave a rating and review. That would mean the world to me. If you know someone who could use the information shared today, please share the episode with them too. And let's connect. 
you can find me on Instagram, Clubhouse, Facebook, and LinkedIn as The Robin Graham. Lastly, if you'd like more information on personal branding and brand marketing strategies, be sure to join my email list and the Female Entrepreneur Insider Facebook group. We are there every week with tips and trainings to help you build a solid foundation for brand and business success. And don't forget, on the website, you can find a plethora of free resources. Go to therobingraham.com forward slash resources and download any of the free resources that I have created to help you build a personal brand that stands out and makes an impact. Until next time, remember to smile.